0: This is the Funville Nine, driven by AAA, the official podcast of the
1: Richmond Flying Squirrels. Here's your host, Trey Wilson. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Funville Nine podcast. Today, we continue our debut stories—a look at the road to the show for some Flying Squirrels alumni who broke into the majors for the first time in 2022. For this episode, I got a chance to catch up with Michael Plasmeyer, who joined the Flying Squirrels after being traded from the Tampa Bay Rays in 2021. Last year, the Giants traded him to Philadelphia, and Plasmire got to make his MLB debut for the Phillies in August. It was August 23rd when he made his first major league appearance against the Cincinnati Reds. Plasmire and I are caught up uh, before he headed down to Clearwater for spring training with the Phillies. We talked back in the winter a little bit before everybody headed down to camp. And of course, spring training just wrapped up this week. It looks like Plasmire is going to start this year in AAA, but he had a solid spring, so hopefully, we're going to see him back in the major leagues soon here's my conversation with former flying squirrels pitcher michael plasmeyer welcome in michael plasmeyer mike it's good to see you it's been a couple of years uh since you were with the squirrels back in 2021 and it's been a it's been an adventurous couple of years how's everything been going how's this offseason treating you everything's
0: been great uh just enjoying my time at home family and friends and staying on top of the train and everything getting ready to head on down to florida here and about two to three weeks now,
1: yeah yeah changing back to East Coast spring training uh, this year you've you've been all over the map uh, let's let's talk a little bit about that journey that you've been on in fact let's go let's go way back first uh, briefly you grew up in a baseball family uh, your dad had a college career brother had a good college career and then college coaching and then uh, he's with the Orioles now right yep yeah pigeon coordinator with the Orioles. Yeah, so uh, t- ton of baseball all the time. Was that your was that your childhood basically just baseball, baseball, or was it uh, a good mix of everything? We played pretty much every sport growing up. I was always
0: probably best at baseball and basketball, so I liked doing that a lot more. And then also just having like my family always being like super excited for baseball games and all that stuff definitely kind of like helped drive my like love for it. But, I mean, I played everything. Uh, baseball and basketball were the two that I actually like, kind of took seriously outside of, you know, just like your grade school leagues and all that stuff, though.
1: would you play in basketball?
0: Um, so up through high school, I pretty much played anything besides point guard. Obviously wasn't the ideal center, but sometimes we were going <laughs> small on guys and wanted to run the floor a little bit. But, um, I mean, I only played my freshman year, and I quit after that to focus on baseball. But uh, pretty much more of a shooter than anything, I would say.
1: Yeah, a good lefty jump shot.
0: I actually shoot right-handed. I'm kind of messed really? up in
1: sports. Yeah. It's like
0: how I hit righty. I don't know if you remember my probably four or five at-bats with the squirrels. Most of them were strikeouts, so you probably didn't get to see too many good swings. But I hit righty, so I shoot a basketball right-handed,
1: too. Do you miss hitting? Uh, it's it's Last season was the first year that it was gone uh, for National League affiliates in the minors and then, of course, National League home teams in the big leagues. But do you miss it?
0: Not at all. I mean, I was PO pretty early. When I was younger, I was like a, a decent hitter, just a bigger kid who was a little more athletic than the average guy playing, you know, rec ball basically. But uh, as guys started throwing over like 85 and also being able to throw off speed for strikes, I knew I had no future in that. So stepping in the box for the first time there, I got traded to Richmond. It was was a good reminder of how hard hitting truly is. So it puts pitching in perspective. I mean, I learned a lot to not give hitters too much credit or anything because that is so difficult.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I do miss watching some of the pitchers hit, especially the guys who who really thought they could hit. Uh, I think you might have been there still when Sean Jelly got his got his first at bats and first hit. I don't know if it might have been right before you the trade, but I just remember watching Sean run the bases and getting to first base in like three steps. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, I, I saw one double. I think he
0: might have had a single as well. But like it's like like a baby deer with how his legs are so long, and like you could tell he's not familiar with the base pass at all or anything.
1: Back when I was a kid, there was this game on the PlayStation called Triple Play. I think it was 2000, 2001. There was a cheat code you could put in to unlock this EA Dream Team, Electronic Arts Dream Team. There was this one guy, and they called him String Bean. He was like nine feet tall, and he'd hit. And every time I'd see Sean step in the box, I thought about that guy.
0: <laughs> That's pretty spot on. I mean, he's basically nine feet tall. That guy's massive
1: let's get back on task uh so you stayed pretty close to home at the University of Missouri got to play for your your home state team and then your pro career started and you've been all over the place uh, drafted in 2018 by Seattle and then that offseason got traded to Tampa and then uh the 2019 season of course I mean the 2020 season of course didn't happen um and then 2021 you start out the year down with the Tampa Bay organization and then partway into that year you get sent to Richmond and uh, in June of 2021 that's where we first met you was in June of 2021 when you came to Richmond up to that point how crazy were those first couple of years of pro baseball for you
0: I mean it was definitely a pretty quick insight to the whole business side of it and everything you hear about trades growing up and then played that short season you hear about some like trades from like older guys and like you know it's part of the game, but until it happens to you, you don't like truly think about all like the logistics behind it and how crazy it actually is that like, at one phone call you're packing up your stuff and moving all the way across the country. So it was a pretty quick introduction for it, but I mean, as long as I'm playing baseball, I'm happy. Whoever wants me, I'm good to play with.
1: And the Giants picked you up. Uh, not only that, but you got traded for big leaguers basically every time you've been traded. that's uh, A lot of guys, they'll get moved around for other minor leaguers, but uh I think Mike Zanino and a couple other guys were part of the trade with Tampa uh and then the trade with the Giants um with um with the pitcher I'll edit I'm gonna have to edit this to put the name in it was with Matt Whistler yeah Matt Whistler okay maybe I'll just leave it in there here's some transparency everybody I didn't I didn't write this down <laughs> and, and then uh, Austin wins which we'll get to that in just a little bit but uh you're you're on the move and that's always a strange phenomenon but uh, it's got to feel good to be wanted by an organization and be wanted bad enough that you're a piece of a major league trade when you're still a young minor leaguer was that the case for you
0: yeah i mean seattle obviously be my first trade and everything um i got that call and i was bummed we had a great team there in short season up in uh, Everett aqua socks and so i was like i was at the strength camp actually down there in uh arizona at their spring training site so it was like all those guys there that I played with that like I had formed that relationship with like I was pretty sad, um, pretty upset that I was like leaving those guys because I I really enjoyed that that season. But um, talking with one of my pitching coaches growing up, who actually was the bullpen coach, I believe at the time uh, in the big leagues for the uh, Mariners, he was like. It's like no this is a good thing like tampa's a good organization this shows that they want you um and value you so this is a good thing so hearing that was very kind of reassuring going to an organization i didn't know a single person in, showing up spring train not knowing anyone just having that kind of in the back of your head definitely made it a little bit easier
1: when you joined the squirrels when you came over the giants and joined the squirrels in 2021 you came in and immediately were a part of probably the worst week of the season. <laughs> it was that first trip to Somerset where everything, it seemed like everything that could go wrong was going wrong. I remember Luke Voigt was rehabbing with Somerset and uh, every game was just lopsided. Even the one game that the Squirrels won that week was a was a blowout. But uh, it was the front half of a very long road trip and your first outing was a very rough outing. But then after that game, uh, things started to roll Pretty well, I think. Maybe you just caught the caught the kind of the flu bug of everybody struggling that first week. But uh, yeah, after that point, things really seemed to to take off the rest of the year. You had a strong finish to twenty twenty one. What do you recall about that time joining the Squirrels?
0: I knew Jelly from he played at Kentucky. I was at Mizzou, so I knew him uh, coming in and like didn't know him that well or anything. So it was. I had played with Matt Seelinger with the Rays, so I knew at least one guy and knew of another guy. And then right when I walked in, Jellies, you know how he is, just like loves talking trash, just like giving me some and all that. Am I allowed to cuss on here?
1: We'll bleep it. It's fine. (laughs) Okay, sorry. I didn't think about that. Um,
0: So, yeah, he's talking some trash to me and, you know, like makes it light and everything. So that made the welcome a little bit easier. Um, It's always a little intimidating walking into that locker room the first time and not knowing really too many people or anything being the new guy but um I mean the team was very fun like very laid back you could tell it was like a very close group of guys um from like pretty much right when I got there and then getting to hang out with Steve Klein's always fun guys I I <laughs> entertaining to say the least or anything so having that group definitely made the transition a lot easier so just tried to jump in and kind of get right into the swing of things
1: Steve Klein, lefty like you, uh, had a great, great major league career for over a decade. A Cardinal, your your hometown team. Did you do you remember Steve Klein playing when you were a kid in St. Louis? So I don't
0: remember like vividly like watching him pitch or anything, but they had a Steve Klein day of uh, his dirty hat. I don't know if you know he's <laughs> yeah, known for yeah. that. Oh, yeah. So we had I had that sitting in my room probably until I went to college, maybe or anything like that. So I heard that name and I was like, I know I know that. And I'm sitting there thinking about it. And then it clicked for me. So whenever uh, I went in that next day, I was like, hey, I had your hat for the Dirty Hat Day and all that. And he was <laughs> laughing about it. But definitely remember him growing up.
1: Yeah, he is top of the list of the characters that you come across in this game. So playing in Richmond in 2021, um, it was the first year coming back out of the pandemic. So things were a little different, even kind of the atmosphere in the stadium. But uh by the time you got there things had opened back up uh you got to see some of those big crowds that Richmond is is kind of known for do you remember taking the mound and in front of some of those larger crowds and it's kind of the atmosphere feeling at the diamond
0: yeah no I mean my first game there was a day game against Harrisburg uh right before we left on that two-week uh road trip so I at least had a little bit of kind of like had heard about it from the other guys and everything but I remember that first night game like was packed and um I had heard about that like atmosphere and like how that stadium gets pretty loud. And um, so seeing that is like, it's awesome. I mean, you go to some minor league stadiums and you got playing in the Florida state leagues, prime example, you know, you got yeah. 4,000 people there maybe like not a sound being made. And then you come out to that, like that's, that's what you play baseball for, you know, that atmosphere and that little adrenaline rush while you're on the mound. So it was really cool to be a part of that.
1: Well, this year, this past year, 2022, you got the bump up to triple a, uh, to start the season working in Sacramento's rotation out there with the river cats. Uh, and then in June, uh, you got the call again, you were on the move. The giants had traded you for the, to the Phillies for Austin wins new organization. Again, this has happened to you several times at this point. What's going through your mind when that trade happened?
0: Um, for me, things were not going very well at the time with the, uh, river cats. I was not throwing very well. And that PCL was just eating me alive. Um, so I tried to take it as like a new beginning, you know, like just try to get back to who I was. Those guys didn't know a single thing about me. They didn't know how bad I had been sucking for the last month. So it was just kind of like, all right, go back to who you are and just try and, you know, restart, basically.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I mean, we'll we'll keep track of you guys once you leave. And I remember Blaine McCormick and I sit in the office looking through and going, oh, Plastmeyer's getting PCL'd. Uh, it it, ha- we, it happens a lot. It happens to guys that go there and that's such a tough league to pitch in. Uh, the ball just flies in some of those parks and you see the numbers and the numbers don't always add up, especially when you look a few years later down the road and all oh, this guys had a great major league career. Remember when he was struggling in the PCL? That's that has got to just be uh, a real test of like your your confidence pitching in that league
0: yeah i mean that everybody warns you about it especially like from the giants they had told us like from get from the get-go it's like hey just control the walks the free passes that's what we care about like you're gonna give up your home runs but like while you're out there and that's happening to you you know it's just like you can't ignore it you're obviously getting upset with yourself you're getting down after a couple bad outings of it and it's just like no matter how much you tell yourself that it's gonna happen like it still sucks
1: well after some early kind of mixed results with the phillies you had a few good outings a few rough outings and then August hit and you really seemed to turn a corner. Three really strong starts to open up, up that month. Uh, what changed? What clicked for you when you got to the Phillies? For me,
0: it was a lot of just like, honestly, just like stride direction. I was getting very cross bodied um, at the end of the Giants uh, tenure there before I got traded. And then I was actually working on it with G, the AAA pitching coach. And um, we were getting a little bit better. Still wasn't like where I was beforehand when I was filling up the zone. Um, and then I carried that over and I think that everything just started like finally kind of clicking back to how I was, I was still pretty cross-bodied with it, but like being able to command that, that change, I guess, uh, finally clicked. So I was able to do the ball in and out like I usually do and not being really a power pitcher. That's like what I need to do, um, is hit my spots and avoid the middle of the plate. And so I think that that finally kind of clicked and the mixing pitches, um, the triple A over in the, with Philly, um. Cesar Ramos was the pitching coach there. He helped me a ton, uh, just like small adjustments and then pitch usage also. So he helped me drastically over there and it finally just everything kind of came together there.
1: Well, all that good work got rewarded pretty quickly with Philadelphia. You got the call to join the Phillies in the big leagues in late August. how did you find out that you were going up for the first time?
0: We were on a road trip back from Buffalo, I believe at the time. And we, it was late, so, like, nothing was really open, so our stop on the way home was just, like, a, one of those rest stops off the side of the highway, um, and then our assistant pitching coach and our manager were sitting there, right, as I got off the bus, and they're like, plaz, let's take a walk, and, like, you know how many times I've been traded? that's the first <laughs> yeah. thing that goes through your head, you're like, oh, my God, like, what's going on, so then he tells me, he's like, he's like, we got goes on this little spiel about like how nobody knew who I was when I came over things weren't going well for me and then like kind of proved myself and they finished it with now you're going to the big leagues so he was keeping it super serious kind of how that's always his joke and then uh he gave me that little smile and that was when I, I finally found out
1: how's your family react to the news
0: <laughs> they were my, my mom and grandma were pretty pumped my dad's a pretty even keel guy he played and. He was pitcher too, so he knows how to control the emotions. So I remember he was just like he was like, "Yeah, honey, uh, Mike's going to the big leagues." Like it was just like kind of like <laughs> nothing. Just how he is. It was so funny. But uh, I mean, they were obviously very excited. Called my brother, called my girlfriend, and they were all super pumped up. And uh, they actually all got to be there whenever uh, I made the debut in Philly too.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. That's the best. Uh, that's always my favorite thing is when we watch the. The broadcasts uh, of the guys' debuts. Usually, they show the family. I don't think know if yours got any TV time. That was a, a weird night. They had Tom McCarthy broadcasting in the stands, eating donuts or something like that. But <laughs> I, I've been told
0: that by quite a few people because, like, family and friends have been tuning in and all that, and they said that that they were very focused on the guys out in the outfield. But I know my mom. My grandma and my girlfriend were all crying. So I think they were uh, pretty okay not being on camera looking like that.
1: So, <laughs> well, let's go to that day, August 23rd, 2022, first major league outing. And that game, you're out in the bullpen, which is a little bit of a change for you. Uh, Ranger Suarez was the starter that day. He was cruising, and all of a sudden, he's in a little bit of trouble. Uh, it's a close game. It's late in the season. The Phillies are fighting to get into the postseason. Uh, he's running into some trouble, and you got to come in with the bases loaded. And Running out of the bullpen, what's going through your mind?
0: I just wanted to get strike one. Um, obviously, like you said, bullpen adrenaline's like one thing. Debut adrenaline, like height jam. Uh, so I was just like focused on my breathing, obviously, as cheesy as it sounds. Like I was just like just deep breath, like just calm it down a little bit. Once I get this first strike, the game's going to slow down a lot. And thankfully, that first one, uh, I got by the guy. And um, from then on, it was a little bit more calm. It was still pretty nerve-wracking, but I was able to like control it a little bit.
1: Yeah, that first pitch, you got a swing and miss. And it was Austin Romine you were facing. You sat him down on three pitches. All right, this is easy. The big leagues are easy, right? Bases loaded, no problem. <laughs> loaded, no problem. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know if I'd say that, but sure. <laughs> the Phillies come back and take the lead, and then you come back out. You get a clean inning now. Uh, the top of the seventh inning, but you're facing the top of the order. You got Jonathan India, who's the reigning rookie of the year. Um, you got Nick Sinzel, who's a good player, Kyle Farmer. Uh, so you, you go out there and you work a one, two, three, and he gets to the top of the order. You get uh, India flies out. Uh, you get a fly out from Sinzel and you get a ground out from Farmer. Six pitches, you go sit down. Easy as can be, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was honestly the same thing. Like, me as a pitcher, like when I get ahead, is when I have success, when I fall behind, is when I get hurt. So it was just like, I'm just going to fill this up with my fastball until they prove that I should throw something else. And they were hitting it at the guys that day, and they were making the plays. So I out of know, there pretty quick with uh, with those guys being able to back me up behind me.
1: Was there a moment over those couple of days during that first trip to join the Phillies where you said... Where it kind of hits you, where it goes, oh, I'm, this is the big leagues, this is the major leagues, and it kind of really settled, set in, and hit you that that you were there. You no, know, like one moment, obviously walking in the locker room
0: and seeing like Kyle Schwarber, um, Gibson, like all those guys. Like I met Harper. I think it was the first guy that I said hi to when I walked in. Um, but like the culture in that clubhouse, like I tell everybody this, like was unbelievable for having those like big name guys. Nobody was, like, too big league. So many guys came up, introduced themselves. Like, Reese Hoskins came right up. Congratulations, man. Like, this is your first time? I'm like, yeah, this will be my debut if I get in. He's like, hey, just, like, do what you do. So, like, that, like, confidence that I that they felt like they had in me, at least they portrayed it that way, was very reassuring. And, like, everybody was, like, talking to me and stuff like that. So it wasn't just, like, I was on my own little island over there. Um, they were, like, really good group. You could tell that they were a tight-knit uh clubhouse and like everybody was like pulling for each other like truly and they meant it
1: well that that first day in the big leagues that first game you go to the bottom of the ninth the phillies were trailing and then uh, bryson stott hit one off the top of the fence nearly got a walk-off homer but then they ended up getting a walk-off winner from nick mayton phillies won a back-and-forth game ended up winning on a walk-off and again all the implications i mentioned before a tight game in a playoff race that's a pretty fun first day in the big leagues. That had to be an awesome experience to be there for.
0: Yeah, so one of the guys, I don't know if you saw this at all, um, one of the guys, the center fielder that day, Matt Vierling, I grew up playing with. He went to CBC, like rival high school for mine, and then we played travel ball together. He hit a home run, and I believe it was that ending after I came in the game. And then he um, played center field, made a catch and everything. So like being able to like have that kind of go on in the background
1: too was really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's a great start. Well, they send you back to the minor leagues after that. Uh, You finish the AAA season with Lehigh Valley and pitched very well, either scoreless or one run just about every outing uh, the rest of the season. And then the AAA season ends, and you guys are done for a couple of weeks, and then the Phillies bring you back for the last day of the regular season. Uh, You ended up working Six pretty strong innings against the team that went on to win the World Series, a very good Astros team. Uh, what did it mean for you to be able to get back up there for a game at the end of the season as the season's closing out, get a second big league outing uh, and finish the season on such a strong note?
0: It was for me just like an opportunity to be able to like kind of put myself in like that big league staff's eyes again. I mean, obviously going up there one time is kind of like one thing, but like being able to like try and like kind of show that I can handle myself up there twice, I felt like was a good opportunity for me just to put myself in a good light going into spring training this year, trying to earn a spot, whether that be the six man going up and down or whatever that is that they they think that I can like kind of fit in. But just to have one more opportunity to kind of go show what I can do up there for those guys, making all those decisions, was kind of the big thing for me.
1: Of course, right after that, the Phillies made that great run in the playoffs all the way to the World Series against the Astros. Uh, How did you get to take in that playoff run? Uh, Were you staying locked in in case you got a call, in case they had an emergency need or something like that? Or were you able to sit back and relax and watch the games and cheer on your teammates at all?
0: So we were in... Clearwater where the uh, spring training site is. We were there or well, I, I got told I could go home, start my offseason in it was the middle of the Padres one. I want to say it was game three, maybe. Uh, so I was able to head back home, start my offseason they kept a couple guys down there but we were kind of they called it the stay hot camp basically we were throwing live ABs some bullpens and just like training to be like ready to go in case they did need us for anything like that they had a couple guys with the uh with the team who weren't on the active roster as well so those guys obviously would have been first call up and everything so i was down there for most of it and then um Got to see you know them beat the Padres and then go on and watch the,
1: the World Series uh, from home. Yeah, it was an awesome run. I uh, thought, they, thought they were going to pull it out. No, thought they were going to pull it out. They, but, uh, yeah, the Phillies have become certainly a, a team to be reckoned with in the National League, and it's awesome to get to see you be a part of that. Uh, now that the season is ended, we're starting to roll toward the 2023 season. But what have you been up to this offseason?
0: Uh, really, just training at home. Uh, Premier Pitching is the place that I go, and um, Lake Saint Louis. I've gone there since I was at Mizzou, so it's been quite a few years. I train there every off season. I, I do work there this uh, this off season, coaching some high schoolers and then some youth program guys. Um, so mainly working and training, and just enjoying time with family and friends.
1: Well, it's good to talk to you. It's good to get to chat again. It's been a year and a half or so since. We last had a chance to catch up. Uh, Congrats on getting to the majors for the first time. And here's here's to many more big league games ahead of you. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on.